Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? We are going to talk about the right way to hydrate. I bet you didn't know there's a wrong way, huh? (laughs) But there is. I'm a little cringy when I hear people saying that they drink a gallon of water a day. A lot of people who do the 75 hard challenge, which is kind of popular right now, they do that and they think they're doing something great for their body when in fact, it's really not. And believe it or not, it can actually cause dehydration. There is more to being hydrated than just drinking water. You can drink a lot of water and still not be hydrated. And hydration is the goal, not a certain amount of water. Carly and I are teaching a really cool module on water in the School of Christian Health and Nutrition that explains how being low in certain minerals can prevent your body from utilizing water, how you can customize your electrolyte drinks for better hydration, which water filters are the best, and so much other great insight. And so today we wanted to share some of that practical takeaway with you so that you can up your water game, which doesn't necessarily mean to up your water intake. It means optimizing hydration to optimize overall body function. And Carly is here to dive into this with us and especially elucidate some of the blood chemistry of it. Just, you know, nerd out like we normally like to do. (laughs) Welcome, my friend. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me again, Shells. Hey, old friends. What's up, everyone? I am (laughs) so excited to be back um, and just talk about water and all things hydration and blood chemistry and all of the fun nerdy stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think especially, you know, or at this time that we're recording, it's the new year. And I think, you know, a lot of people have a goal of getting more Mm -hmm. water. So I think this is hitting at a good time. Um, A lot of us do need to drink more water, but a lot of us, um, again, are not doing the right things to optimize the hydration of it. So let's just kind of start out with why water is important. Just for those people who drink no water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Need to realize why. Let's just start at the basics. Like, why is water so important? So our bodies are mostly made up of water. I think we hear this all the time in science class about the percentage of our body that's made up of water. But if you think about it, even past the percentage of our body that's water, most of the molecules in the body are actually largely composed of water. And so if we don't have water or hydration within our cells, we're not going to be able to carry out cellular functions like making energy, burning fat, detoxifying, um, having our brain work, getting oxygen to our different limbs and organs and our brain and all those things. And so water really is like the gateway, the transportation highway, that blood transportation highway that allows everything in the body to transport itself. And so we really essentially need water for that process and for all the other functions, just because it's a large component of everything within our body. 
And also just tons of people are chronically dehydrated. If I had a dollar for every client or patient I've had that comes to me and says, well, I start the day drinking coffee and then maybe I have a cup of water at like three o'clock in the afternoon and the rest of their day is like, you know, Smoothie King and a Coke and more coffee and they end up being extremely dehydrated because they're not getting pure water and they're not getting the mineral balance, which we'll come into in a second, um, that would actually allow them to absorb the water that they do consume. And so the large majority of people are just chronically dehydrated in general. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm always, people, you know, will spend thousands and thousands of dollars to try to figure out their migraines and their you know, their heartburn and their fibromyalgia and all of these things. And it's like, Mm -hmm. um, first of all, do you drink enough water? I mean, because it's such, it's such a foundation. I mean, (laughs) it it seems so simple. You would never believe that Mm -hmm. so many issues could be caused by, um, dehydration. And again, which maybe not, doesn't necessarily mean lack of water. So I think that's really important distinction, Right. right? It doesn't necessarily mean a lack of water. It means you're not hydrated, but People will, uh, you know, spend thousands on doctors and supplements and all of these things when really they just need to be better hydrated. It could it could mm-hmm. be as simple as that, which I think right. this is why it's so important. Yeah, I always tell patients, this is my like quotable, <laughs> is that, you know, I could look for a zebra to figure out why you're not feeling well, but I'm more likely to find a horse. And the horse is more likely to be the cause. The zebra could be the cause. Like, let's say it's something really random or like, some weird infection or parasite or something like that. But sometimes it's just as simple as you're not getting adequate sleep. You're not drinking enough water. You're not getting enough minerals. You're not eating frequently enough. You're not eating enough protein. And just understanding the way the Lord made our bodies, we can look more at those, at these essentially like cornerstones of our health as huge contributors and not just like nice to have (laughs) add-ons. So as Chelsea was alluding to, there's a couple different signs of dehydration. So when we were in NTP school, we learned a couple. There was there were several books we had to read about water. And there are different types of signs that those books elucidated. So early signs of dehydration, the books would tell us, included fatigue, anxiety, irritability, depression, cravings. This is huge. Did you hear me? Cravings, sugar <laughs> cravings, carb cravings starchy cravings, french fry cravings, all the cravings, cramps of any sort, whether it's muscular cramps in terms of like your leg or your arm, or whether it's something like period cramps. Also headaches, whether they're like tension headaches, like kind of between the eyes or behind the ears, like sinus headaches, or even migraines themselves. Um, Mature signs, which means Signs that happen later on when you're dehydrated, those early signs tend to happen pretty early on in the dehydration process. But if that goes on unchecked and isn't changed, we'll have heartburn, we'll have joint pain, lots of different things, back pain, migraines, so more severe headaches, of course, are migraines, fibromyalgia, which is a disease or a syndrome, I should say, of tenderness in the joints as well as fatigue and malaise, constipation, of course, because what do you need to form poop, you need water, (laughs) and colitis, which is inflammation of the colon. And so all these things, I don't like to just list things and then be like, okay, mic drop, next off. If we think about the way the Lord designed our bodies and the role that water has, all of these signs and symptoms are related to either a toxic burden that's not able to be cleared because there's simply not enough water to flush it out. That's number one. 
Number two, a lack, lack of oxygen or blood flow because there's not enough water to a target tissue. So let's say whether it's our gut or our brain with, or our muscles or anything else in our body. A lack of water, a lack of hydration can limit the ability of our body to get the necessary nutrients to those cells. So that's why all of these things are interrelated. And this is why I find the way that the Lord made our body just so absolutely fascinating. It is so fascinating. I always think about um, how, you know, we hear like our, our body is about 60% water, you know, mm-hmm. 60 to 70% water, kind of depending if you're male or female. Mm-hmm. And the earth is about 70% water. Right. And if we think about it, we're about to kind of dive into the minerals here and stuff. But the vast majority of the earth's water is salty, mm-hmm. right? If we think of the ocean and our blood, mm-hmm. which is mostly water, has a concentration of salt that is similar to sea mm-hmm. water. So it's kind of like we have the ocean coursing through our veins, you know? And I right. I just think it's very cool when we think about it that way and just think about it's just another way that our body works in relation to creation and how... Um, and how God designed us. I think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. I often have people saying, well, isn't that too much salt? Isn't my blood pressure going to go up? And we'll go into that in a second. (laughs) But no, not necessarily as long as you have the right balance. It's minerals weren't created to live by themselves. Minerals kind of work in concert with one another. So we're going to talk about why minerals are so important and why we just constantly, every NTP you've ever met goes, minerals, minerals, minerals. We're not trying to be annoying. (laughs) It really is something that is critical to your health. So let's kind of talk about why they are such a key component of hydration. I want to suggest dial back for a second to how our water gets from us drinking it into our body, into our cells. Okay. So the majority of our body's water should actually be inside of our cells, which is called intracellular water, like intra inside. After we drink water orally, it basically goes through our digestive system and then our body kind of like moves it and filters it out into the blood system in an extracellular capacity. So it's just like, okay, now it's in the blood system, extracellular. But the key to understanding hydration is how water gets from outside of the cell to where it needs to go inside of the cell, which is that intracellular water that is most critical for every function we have. So... There's two-step process for this to happen properly. (laughs) So first off, you need a sufficient volume of water. And as Chelsea alluded to earlier, this does not mean that every single person needs to drink a gallon of water every day because we all have different weights and ages and hydration statuses. And the second is you need sufficient minerals like sodium, potassium, and magnesium. Those are our three major ones, which help to transport the water through the body to where it needs to go. So what I think about in terms of minerals, like just to give it a very basic example, is if we think about, let's say there's like an island and then there's a mainland. So we could think about the extracellular water as being on the mainland and the cell is like a little island. And so we need to build a bridge to get from the mainland to the island. And if we don't have a bridge, there's no way to get the supplies like the blood sugar, for example, the thyroid hormone, for example, into the cell. And so sodium, potassium, magnesium help build that bridge to help with transport so that let's say those transport trucks that are holding your blood sugar and your thyroid hormone can actually go into the cell where they're most needed and better utilized. And so 
That's the way I like to think about it as an, of just putting a whole broad brush over the whole thing. We need that as a bridge from outside the cell to inside the cell. The minerals are the bridge. If we don't have a bridge, we ain't got no thyroid function and we don't have any blood sh- good blood sugar. <laughs> I like that visual. That's a good one. We got to build the bridge over into the cell. Okay. Hadn't heard that one before. I like it. Oh, you know, just kind of make stuff up sometimes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, well, I do make up my analogies, I will say. You know, sometimes sometimes Laura just like, you know what, that's a good one. But I do think, just kind of talking through it a little bit more, that people that are told, oh, you have high blood sugar, you have poor thyroid function, you have this and that, you have nutrient deficiencies. If you don't have a bridge to get into the cell, you could feel like absolute garbage and maybe your blood wouldn't reflect that, or maybe it would reflect that. Maybe your blood your blood sugar looks high or your thyroid does look low, but it's going to be even more exaggerated, that existing imbalance, by not having a bridge to go to your cell as well. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Okay, well, let's kind of talk about those, kind of break down the minerals. You said um, Absolutely. sodium and potassium and magnesium. Yes. So we're going to start with kind of what a mineral even is. I feel like we just talk about minerals like, oh yeah, minerals. Everyone knows what that is, right? <laughs> so minerals are things like sodium, potassium, magnesium, chloride, etc. They are considered the spark plugs of chemical reactions in the body. So each mineral has a unique electrical charge, whether it's positive or negative, which will either either open or close the cell to either receive the water or remove it. Okay, so just for my nerds here, technically they don't have an innate electrical charge, but like they tend to exist in a certain fashion. So like sodium tends to have a positive charge and chloride tends to have a negative charge. So we have sodium chloride because the positive binds to the negative. Anyway, just for my nerds. So if we're talking about sodium specifically, it is critical for optimal hydration status. When I was in nursing school, we learned that where sodium goes, water goes, meaning that when sodium is low, dehydration is common. So water will leave the blood vessels because there's no sodium. However, when sodium is too high outside the cell, like on the mainland, and intracellular potassium is too low, which keeps sodium from getting into the cell, Swelling of the interstitial spaces, so like that under the skin, puffy, like face and eyes and ankle, bloating, water retention can occur. So these are just a few examples of what could happen, but there's so much more to the world of minerals and hydration than we initially are told. Like, okay, take an electrolyte if you sweat and drink a gallon of water. It's much more complex than that. But the bottom line of all of this is that if you're not getting minerals along with the water that you're drinking whether the minerals are from food, from electrolyte support, or mineral-rich water, your body would have to use minerals from your body's stores in order to process the water and make sure it makes it to the cells. However, has anyone seen our soil lately? (laughs) And how dusty and dirty it is. And just how deplete, depleted it is of vitamins and minerals. And so the vast majority of us, even if we eat a very wide variety of healthy foods, will still have depleted vitamin and mineral stores. Um, Largely, the mineral depletion of the soil is because of over-farming of monocrops like corn and wheat and such. So all that to say, 
lack of minerals is one reason why when many of us increase our water intake, like let's say we're doing 75 hard and we're drinking a gallon of water a day, we end up feeling even more dehydrated and we have to pee constantly (laughs) because our body is not able to use the water we're drinking. So it'll just kind of like dump the excess through our urinary tract. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Right. I know. I'm like, we were talking about this before we got on. Chelsea and I are talking about our Stanley cups (laughs) and like how much of our Stanley we can handle. (laughs) And Chelsea, you said like one and a half ish, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's about all I can. uh, That's about all I do. Yeah. Of course I drink out of regular cups too. I'm not that, not that basic, (laughs) but I do. I just got a Stanley a couple of days ago and yeah, about, about one and a half to two is my, my max. But again, we're, we're women, we're pretty small people. So (laughs) didn't you say three Stanley cups equals a gallon? Is that what you said? Yep, Three is a gallon. Yep. So thinking about like just body weight wise, you really should only be drinking about half your body weight in ounces. So let's say you weigh 120, you would try to drink 60 ounces. So one and a half, one and like a little bit over a little bit less than a half Stanley's. Um, or like 150. <laughs> what does this equate in Stanley cups? Yeah, what is it? What is it well, I don't know what the Stanley math is. Okay, and if you would 150, it would be like two Stanleys. It wouldn't even be, it wouldn't be a, a whole gallon unless you were 240. Right, or, I mean, and, yeah. and shouldn't we, uh, I mean, there's always going to be bio-individuality. I mean, if you're an athlete and you're, right, or it's right. summer and you're sweating and all these things, but really we don't want to exceed much over 100 ounces, Right. Right, exactly. And even if, so let's say it's even over ideal body weight too. I'm totally jumping the gun because I, this is like lower in our, in our little outline here, but I just think it's fun to go for it. So if we're thinking about water intake, it should be half of your body weight in ounces for your ideal body weight. So going much over a hundred ounces is really not optimal unless you like sweat it, you sweat it a lot. Like let's say you like are me and you go for a run and it's 90 degrees in Florida, for example. Um, and it's like 12 noon. That's an example of when you could drink more water, but especially with electrolytes. So basically the process of, of hydration should not be just about drinking enough water. It should be about the water that you're drinking, having electrolytes and being good quality. So let's kind of talk about the proper way to hydrate. So we need the minerals, sodium, potassium, chloride, magnesium, and more. So most of us are deficient in one, two, or even all four of those minerals. Um, I want to, always want us to think about how chugging lots of water all day without minerals coming in will deplete our body and can actually just make the dehydration worse. And this makes our mineral deficiency even worse. So when it comes to drinking that prescribed amount of water, like let's say the 150 pound person drinking around 75 ounces daily of water, um, the water should not just be plain water. About half of it should have added minerals or can even be nutritious fluids, as we'll talk about in a, in a second. Um, too much water and not enough minerals can even put a strain on our kidneys because they'll have mil- more filtering to do, but they won't have the nutrients and cofactors to actually do the filtering because all of our cells require these minerals to work. So we don't want to be overhydrating and stressing our kidneys out or overwatering ourselves. It's like if you give a plant too much water and you're like, why is it not doing well? It's it like dies. You, it <laughs> dies. It's slightly, you're slightly just kind of drowning it with suppressing its metabolism because of all the water. It kind of short circuits itself. 
And so we're, we're just like more complicated plants <laughs> when it comes to our, our biology. And so thinking about all of that, I like to really focus on getting that amount of water, but also not overly fixating on it, but then really increasing the quality of our water in terms of the like toxic burden of it. So getting good filters as well as increasing minerals and water. So some of our favorite ways to increase minerals and water, Chelsea, what, what do you do normally? Cause I'm curious what your normal routine is. Then I'll go into mine. Um, I add the Cellcor CT minerals to my water and I try to do, I do that. And then I, um, try to do an electrolyte packet a day. That's basically Perfect. what I'm which, doing. Which electrolyte generally? Um, I kind of go between um, Element and Ultima, just kind of whatever I'm feeling like for the day. <laughs> you guys, we have we live such exciting lives. We get to decide which <laughs> electrolyte. Do I feel like strawberry lemonade? Do I feel like plain salt? What do I feel like? Am I feeling extra salty today? Because if I'm feeling extra salty, I'm going for Element. Mm-hmm. Same. Right. Okay, that's kind of the same thought process that I have, <laughs> which mm-hmm. makes me laugh. Um, so lots of really hardcore people will say, okay, just put salt in your water, which is fine. I have done it before, and it's not terrible. Or put those trace minerals drops in your water, which those, to me, taste like a chlorine pool, so I prefer not to use those in my water. What, the trace um, minerals? Yes. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't love the, they have a taste. I mean, I, sure. I will take the tablets if I'm really desperate, but I will not take the mineral drops. I'm like, I want to enjoy my water in my cute little Stanley. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't taste the CT minerals really. Um, yeah. The CT minerals are super mild. So if you're going to do like more just straight up minerals, CT minerals are great from Cellcor. And then high quality sea salt also is tastes better than trace minerals, to be honest, or electrolyte powder. So element or LMNT different people call it different things. <laughs> um, LMNT element is from Rob Wolf's company. And essentially it has a really, it has a scientifically backed ratio of sodium to potassium to magnesium. It's largely sodium because sodium is the predominant electrolyte we need to build that bridge. So LMNT is a great one. Another one with a similar nutrient profile is called Redmond Relite. Um, I really like that one as well because it's made with Redmond Real Salt, which is the salt that I like to use. Um, cause it's from just very natural, like it's from the earth essentially. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's from salt mines in Utah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's in Utah. Exactly. Which I like. Go USA. I know. I love, <laughs> USA I love it. Salt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> USA salt. We don't have to go to the middle of like the Celtic, Celtic ocean. Isn't that what it is? Like the, the well, Celtic I do like salt? Celtic. I like the Celtic, the Celtic sea salt too, but, um, mostly mm-hmm. I use Redmond's. I like him. I like Himalayan pink salt too, but I'm always like, mm-hmm. where's this from? Um, so I like Redmond or the Celtic salt too. Those were kind of my favorite ones. Um, but the Redmond Relight actually has the Redmond Real Salt in it, which is amazing. And then Ultima is another one that's a little bit more easily available, as well as Noon, which is spelled N-U-U-N. So Ultima and Noon have a lower concentration of sodium. So let's say you're someone that you know that you're sensitive to salt. Like you have potato chips and you like bloat immediately and stuff like that. That's not to say that you should just give up on having salt forever and you should be low salt dieting forever. But I would work on the root cause while you supplement with an electrolyte that's a little bit lower in salt so you're not taxing your body too, too much, if that makes any sense. Versus if you're someone that tends towards like lower blood pressure 
and you feel really like fluey after workouts and you really need something to like deeply replenish your sodium, I would go for an LMNT or a Redmond. But I do one or two packets a day of LMNT or Redmond because I tend to have really low blood pressure. Um, and if I run out of those, I'll do like noon, um, for example. I don't have Ultima in stock right now at the house, but if I, if I did, I would use it in that way. Like if I was feeling more like bloaty one day or more like water retained, I would use Ultima or noon. Again, I don't want us to ignore that there's a root cause to us getting bloated or having water retention or swelling, but also know that if you're in an imbalanced state, sodium could possibly cause that for you. And so just being aware of it, not making it worse in the meantime, and working on the root cause as to how to resolve that. We'll kind of go into that more in a little bit too. Yeah, and my kids, um, my kids like Ultima, you know, like Element um, is just, it's pretty salty. You know, if you if you um, dilute it like with like a regular sized bottle of water is not going to be enough. You need, you need like a Stanley cup to dilute the element, yes. but you could put a scoop of the Ultima, like in a regular sized type water bottle and that would be okay. And, yep. you know, I, I try to give that to my kids. Like I don't buy Gatorade, you know, that's, if my kids want that, they're going to have the, the Ultima. Now they get Gatorade, you know, <laughs> at other places, but yeah, um, yeah. as for me in my home, we serve Ultima. <laughs> <laughs> As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord and Ultima. <laughs> <laughs> we will serve Ultima on our on our table, but we will serve the Lord with our with our bodies and spirits. <laughs> that That's is so funny. Correct. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Okay, yeah, I agree. I think element 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 I'll do like half a packet per Stanley, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Because it's so salty to me. It is but very salty. Again, listen to your body. Sometimes I'll dilute it. I'll put a little bit of like, if I had the lemon-lime element, I'll put lemon, like like a little bit of like half, like half a lemon or half a lime um, in it and then put the element and then put water so it's very much more diluted and it doesn't taste like nothing, which is Have good. Have you tried the chocolate packets? No, I'm scared. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> okay. They scare, they scare me. Oh, I know. We, well... Somebody, um, another NTP told me about it and she actually sent me one. She's like, I know it's weird, but put it in your coffee and it's like chocolate, salty coffee. And I was like, hmm, that sounds kind of interesting. I mean, <laughs> it's delicious. And actually, I don't even really, dil- I might have kind of a bigger cup of coffee, coffee, but I don't even really dilute it that much. And I'll add one of the chocolate salt packets to coffee and then, you know, put some of my coconut milk in it. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I even put like a little whipped cream in there and just make my own mm. special coffee drink. And it is so good. So there's okay, that. Okay, people, you heard it here first. If you mm-hmm. try it and you don't like it, Chel- let Chelsea it's my know. Fault. I'm, I'm then just... you're just, then you're weird. I don't know. But then yeah. You're weird. Get, a, get a variety pack. You can get a variety pack on their website so you know which ones you like. My favorite yep. one is the watermelon, I think. Mm-hmm. I like um, the orange or raspberry and then those are good. the chocolate here and there. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. I know we're, we're nerds. We like to talk about what our flavor, favorite flavor of electrolytes is. Um, if you want to be more like crunchy granola, as I like to say, you could do <laughs> nutritious fluids like adrenal cocktails, coconut water, homemade mineral elixirs, bone broth, um, in lieu of doing like actual electrolyte supplementation. You could do that instead of plain water. Um, fruit and vegetables actually also naturally contain water as well. Hang so, on. Yeah, go ahead. Before you, somebody's going to be like, what, what's an adrenal cocktail? Oh, yes. Now you've, now you've peeked into it. are like, cocktail? <laughs> it's, not, it's not that kind of cocktail, unfortunately. I'm just kidding. Um, so 
Your adrenal cocktail is essentially, it's a mix of the one we recommend, you can actually make it yourself. Um, so it's basically a combination of orange juice or coconut water, depending on what your blood sugar likes to be like, <laughs> as well as sodium and like sources of sodium, potassium. Sometimes I'll put like coconut milk in it, that sort of thing. There's also an adrenal cocktail powder that we can link in the show notes as well. It's basically just like an electrolyte drink, <laughs> um, but it's from this company called Jigsaw. It also has a really important part of it that's different from regular electrolytes, and it's whole food vitamin C, and that actually helps to increase our body's cellular energy production. So once those things get to the cell, how do we stimulate mitochondrial function? Um, it's with some whole food vitamin C, as well as like our thyroid and our, our blood sugar. Yeah, I am. I ordered, I just ordered a ginormous bottle of the Jigsaw Adrenal Cocktail in the capsules so that you can mm -hmm. get them in the capsule form. Yep. Um, just, you know, for this stressful household that I live in, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I think we need some adrenal cocktail. Um, and so, yeah, so we've started incorporating that. Um, and yeah, so the adrenal, the original adrenal cocktail recipe, you can, you can search it up and look for it. And mm -hmm. it includes like what orange juice and then like cream of tartar, which I guess is, cream of has tartar has, has, has potassium. potassium. Yep. Uh-huh. And is there one other thing? Oh, and the salt. So mm -hmm. you can make your own, but of course you need to, if you do that, get really high quality, like fresh squeezed orange juice. I mean, you don't want to get junky stuff, you know. Um, we don't really buy orange juice. And so, unless I'm making mimosas, of course, um, but which is not a good adrenal <laughs> cocktail. That um, is an anti-adrenal cocktail. <laughs> correct, Drinking correct. Drinking a mimosa. Don't do that. Um but anyway, so I just find it easier to get it, you know, have the capsules on hand. Um, so. Yep. And so coconut water. Good Who for traveling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good for traveling. Who was I talking to that told me if I didn't like coconut water, I just hadn't tried the right kind yet. I can't remember who there, said that. Which, I mean, there's different brands. The one that I, I've had before that I've liked is, it's called Vita Coco. There's different ones. Again, mm -hmm. this, this Floridian girl will link some coconut waters in the okay. show notes because some of them do kind of slightly taste like sweat a little bit. So you're like, nah. <laughs> um, or they smell like sweat, like the way that I imagine that sweat would taste basically. <laughs> oh, grody. Okay. It's and then so super and bone, it's bone broth, bone broth is another option. So, you know, we talk about <laughs> nutritious fluids, so there's a lot of ways to do that. So, you know, it's, you don't have to drink just water. Um, you, you know, the electrolytes having bone broth, mm -hmm. you know, the coconut water, um, also what about another, I'm just giving ideas also for people who are, don't like water. I mean, I had a client who was like, I hate water. I was like, okay, well, let's talk about what we can do. And and maybe even having like a good herbal mm -hmm. tea just to give it yep. some kind of flavor. So if herbal you're just, tea? that's not yeah. going to have like the minerals necessarily, but right. just another way to, to have water. Yeah. Um, like, like there's like that peak tea, um, is really, really good. I really like that one. I've made like apple cider vinegar lemonade before. It helps with your blood sugar. So you can actually drink it. This is just a, a preview of any blood sugar episode we ever do in the future. You can do like a little bit of apple cider vinegar before a meal and it can help to any meal containing carbs and helps to reduce the what's called postprandial glucose response. So after you eat, how much your blood sugar jumps up. So that's another great way of like incorporating some water in a way that doesn't taste like water. Um, so it sounds like it would be disgusting, I know, but there's a way to put it with lemonade, like lemon juice and stevia and those sorts of things. Um, it can actually really be supportive 
and tastes good. Um, so yeah, it's like apple cider vinegar, stevia, like a little bit of apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, etc. Um, sometimes people put cinnamon in it, but it's just another way. And it also doesn't dilute your digestive juices. You could have it like before, like you eat a meal, for example. Yeah. It'd probably help your digestive juices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we think about, I mean, we didn't even mention this yet, but this, the time to drink your water is not like one second before you eat some large steak or something. <laughs> like you want it to be away from your large meals because it'll dilute your stomach acid if it's not acidic itself. Right. That's a good tip. So everybody, are you hearing this? It's better to drink your water, like most of this water we're talking about, between meals. Yep. So that's kind of where I think the challenge for a lot of us comes up is that we live in this society where everyone's constantly go, go, going and stressed. And when you're working, you're not thinking about water. And then when you have one second, you're like, food. And so I am just... I am a huge proponent of, I know it's like maybe not the most polite thing in the world, but drink your water on Zoom. Nobody really cares. It's okay. Um, drink oh, your that, water. Keep it next impolite? to you. I always am drinking out of my Stanley on my Zooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do it anyway. So even if, whether it's polite or not, I was just taught not to like eat in front of people or drink in front of people on Zoom. But uh -huh. I think drinking from a Stanley, drinking from your cup, as long as you're not like slurping, you have to take care of yourself, you know? And if that's your only time, you've got to prioritize it when you're away from food. So I like drink a little bit before each patient and then I'll sip throughout if I start to feel thirsty. And of course, this episode of podcasting is making me thirsty too. I don't know if it's doing the same thing to you, Chelsea, but I I'm know, like, I got to go get so some much. water now. <laughs> <laughs> After this recording, I'm going to go get some extra water. But yeah, it's one of those things where just incorporating it throughout the day, being intentional about it is going to be huge. Yeah, and I interrupted you um, as you were segueing into how mm -hmm. eating foods with high con high content of water is it those count too. So um, it's a little harder to count. I wouldn't say like I would count it because I think it's going to be really hard to quantify. Right. Like I had a I had a piece of cucumber, so like I had 0.25 ounces of water <laughs> in that. Like I think it'd be really hard to do that. So I think just being intentional about getting water from our fruits and vegetables too like there's really hydrating fruits and vegetables like cucumbers are like 97 percent water lettuce is like 60 not 60 goodness gracious 96 percent water celery is 95 percent water um there's a meme going around that's like celery is like what it's something about like it, it tastes like like water with hair on it or something <laughs> hairy water hairy mm. water it's it's not but that's why it doesn't taste the best it doesn't really have a flavor to it other than watery <laughs> and hairy um but you know some people love it um radishes it's better in things i will say um zucchini tomatoes peppers um and then on the fruit side star fruit is like 92 percent water so is watermelon strawberries 91 percent grapefruit cantaloupe but i think the unique thing about the hydration found in our plant foods is that the water is structured appropriately to be absorbed better because it's the way the Lord made it is that there's like a certain amount of innate minerals to that food that allows it to get into our cell more easily. So that's kind of like an easy button is not just relying on like, okay, well, I'm just going to eat only processed foods and no fruits or vegetables because I don't feel like it. <laughs> You need right. those, these things because they have that water that's easily usable by your body, regardless of your health status. And I think I think it's important to, for people to consider, like, okay, what you're eating in a day and how um, how dry the foods are. I mean, the more processed it is, the more dry, the more kind of dead it is, right? And then the yep. more we're eating real food, 
um, the more water content it is going to have naturally. And so Mm -hmm. it is no wonder that so many people are constipated and, you know, you're just, you're (laughs) eating all these dry foods. You're going to have dry, hard poop that won't come out. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, so eat more hydrating foods. It's not necessarily, you know, make, it's not like an equation, like you said, like drinking water, but they're helping to hydrate and they have that, um, yes, those, those minerals that help it um, be used mm-hmm. appropriately by the body. Yeah. So just be thinking about that, everybody. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> You're eating all this dry, dead food. Why do you think you have dry, hard poops that won't come out? It just well, made me laugh. It's the truth. But same thing with, with healthy fats too. Just like a quick segue about constipation. Healthy fats and water are way more important to me than fiber. Fiber is there too, but fiber can irritate your gut more and actually can cause constipation in some people. So water intake and healthy fat intake and healthy digestion. So those are kind of the things there. But I do agree, like avoiding those dry dead foods. Let's avoid the dry dead like Ritz crackers, please. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, too much fiber for sure irritates my gut and makes me constipated. Mm -hmm. So there's a a fine balance there. (laughs) I love how there's no such thing as TMI with us. I'll just be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this thing makes me constipated. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Um, Okay, great. Anything else we wanted to cover in terms of hydration and like nutrient nutrient wise, mineral wise? Um, I want to talk about water quality. But is, there, is there anything else you wanted to add in there, Charles? I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty well. Okay, awesome. Y'all, this may be a short episode, but this is a hard thing to incorporate. So I will say too, we'll talk about at the end, like little tips on how to actually make this happen because it's so easy to talk about how important it is and then just be like, well, can't do it. So we'll talk about that shortly. For now, though, let's talk about quality. So one thing that can make a really big impact on our health is filtering the water we drink. Our water supply is um, grody, just to borrow Chelsea's word from earlier. It's loaded with environmental toxins and additives, including including chlorine, fluoride, plastic byproducts like BPA, and more. Any filtering is better than none, but there's definitely some controversy in our like natural, crunchy health space regarding the best way to filter water. So here are some common options from the most filtered to the least. First, there's distilled. So you have to either buy it at a store or buy a distiller itself. This water gets boiled and then the minerals are separated. This is the most pure result. So everything that's not water gets taken out, but because all the minerals are also removed, they have to be added back in, okay? There's, the next step down from that is reverse osmosis. This is an easier process that can be done at home. Of course, you think about osmosis, water moving from an area of higher concentration of dissolved solids to one with a lower concentration because we're, you know, we're throwing it back to eighth grade science here. (laughs) So this effectively moves, removes minerals, which is heavy metals included like mercury and lead and cadmium, as well as sodium, magnesium, et cetera, salts and microbes. Um, Truly filtered, this is like a Berkey, et cetera. These leave more minerals intact, but with less effective filtration of toxins, generally speaking. It requires an additional fluoride filter in the case of the Berkey, and it does work more slowly. Um, the last option is a fridge filter. So less effective filtration. This is like a Brita. <laughs> the better Brita is called a clearly filtered pitcher. If you choose to use a pitcher, definitely the best option that we have found. It a is the most Brita. convenient, of course. Yes. <laughs> better than Brita. Let's, let's upgrade the Brita. And. Um, I want to quickly talk about why we want to take fluoride out because I just kind of breezed past that. And then we'll talk about the individual types of filters that we have. 
So fluoride is particularly important to get out of drinking water because what it does is it disrupts the body's ability to build the electrically charged water inside of the cells, which helps power the mitochondria. So basically it, it shoots your mitochondrial energy production in the foot. It also breaks down collagen, the most abundant protein in the body, which leads to more incidence of connective tissue injuries and faster aging and wrinkles and stuff like that. Another reason that we hear more often that fluoride is so problematic is that it can displace iodine, which is a critical mineral, and prevent it from binding properly to thyroid receptors. Um, and that insufficient binding of iodine can lead to the inability to make thyroid hormone. So we need fluoride to be out of our water, basically. And I would not use fluoride toothpaste either, just for mm -hmm. the record. <laughs> right. Correct. I mean, I, you know, and th there you go. Just think of somebody like chug-a-lugging, like, a billion ounces of water a day thinking they're doing well but they're using you know a low quality water no, mm -hmm. none of these minerals it's got fluoride in it and your body can't properly make um thyroid yep. hormone i mean just there's right again just it's kind of like this basic slight issue thing. yeah yep. slight <laughs> issue and it's but it's this, it's basic this basic water you know um the the cell core doctors i know we're about to kind of talk about the different um, filtering, but uh, systems are what we can use, but they bring to attention over and over that, uh, you know, going back to our body is mostly water, right? Mm -hmm. We are mostly made of water. Like you said, 99% of our molecules are water. And we get a lot of people, you know, as nutritionists, we get really fixated on the food and, and everything, which is so important, but we are mostly made of water and, and getting the water right mm -hmm. is so important because that yeah. is what we're mostly made of right and so it you know this is this is a priority to all of these things we're talking about day, today hydrating just quality water mm -hmm. um, how much you're getting in the minerals all of these things so I would you need to place it you know at least as much importance if not more importance on this as you do you know the food mm -hmm. absolutely I so agree um, talking about the filters we use, we, I personally have an AquaTrue. I've had a Berkey in the past as well, and I really liked that as well, but I wanted the AquaTrue, um, because it was easier to keep clean and I have like major mold things, any, major mold problems, anywho's. Um, I really like the AquaTrue. It's very easy to use. It works pretty quickly. You can keep it in the fridge or on the counter. And, um. T tell us like, I don't, tell us how that operates. What do you do? I mean, what does What's it involve for an aqua? Oh, it's basically like a large Brita looking thing, but it's like, okay. on, it's like a box. <laughs> okay. So you pour like, like your sink water you, in you it. You pour your sink water in it and then it filters it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. It's okay. really easy to use. I find it super user friendly. And then it's reverse osmosis. So because it's RO water, a lot of the minerals are taken out. And so I always use electrolytes. That's one reason why Chelsea and I are both really intentional about electrolytes is that we both use distilled or RO water a lot of the time. So if somebody had like really good mineral well water that was clean, they wouldn't need to be as, you know, invested in doing tons of electrolytes as Chelsea and I are, just to give y'all a context there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been, um, I, I have a distiller. I have, well, I have two. One I haven't hooked up yet because it's, it's complicated, but I'm going <laughs> to, but I have right now I have a counter distiller, which works pretty well. It's, it doesn't produce enough to provide water for my whole family, you know, so that's, it doesn't keep up with our, all of our mm -hmm. water needs. But, um, so, but I do use that. And then my husband, my sweet husband will haul water from the ranch and bring it to our house. 
Um, and we drink a lot of our ranch water because it is um, much cleaner than what we can get in town. Um, so yeah, that's what we use. But there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of little controversy with mm-hmm. Berkey and mm-hmm. different things. I mean, we right. in our NTP threads, there's a lot of yeah, people are saying Berkey is not as effective, which I think is correct because if you're trying to leave some minerals in there, you're going to leave some toxicants just because you're not filtering as much. There's some toxins that are going to be left over and it's not like Berkey's fault necessarily. So I don't think we need to like go hating on Berkey. I just prefer to use AquaTrue because I know that it's completely distilled and so, or not distilled, RO, and I really feel better drinking that kind of water. And then I just add minerals back to it. Mm -hmm. That's probably the easiest option. I mean, I know um, just listening from to the cell core doctors, they're very, they're distilled water drinkers, but that is, it's not very practical for most people. I mean, you don't want to, you can buy distilled water at the store, but it's in plastic jugs. I mean, so that's not ideal. (laughs) So, you know, yep. Yep, get a get a free serving of endocrine disruptors with your yeah, exactly. with, <laughs> with your, your water. nice perfect with, water exactly. Um, yeah, I just I think it's the most user friendly option. It's mm-hmm. not crazy expensive. Watch for a sale, etc. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but that's what I do when I'm at home. And then in terms of being on the go, you can always just carry your own water in like a glass or a stainless steel container or a Stanley. Um, but if you need to buy something on the go, you want to look for spring or glacial water, which are more rich in electrons. Um, so like Evian, Mountain Valley Spring Water, um, Gerald Steiner. If you're filling up on the go with tap water, you can use like a filtering bottle like Berkey and Clearly Filtered both have options. I actually don't have one. It's on my like long list of like health things that I'm hoping to get is one of the Clearly Filtered little bottles just to use them out in public. But I generally don't, I'm not out in public that much. I mean, work from home, et cetera. So it's not like it's that important. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You mean like for on the go? For on the go. Yep, exactly. You said mm-hmm. out in public, like y- y- it needs to be like pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. This is my showcase water This bottle. is my showcase water <laughs> bottle for all of the beautifulness. And my Stanley's not pretty enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, normally oh I'm gosh. just filling up my Stanley with my... Uh... Yep, so if I'm, unless I'm like gone somewhere. Right. And oh, I can't right. get, I can't oh, I get see. Like water. maybe if you're mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Gotcha. traveling, like, if, like you're, yeah. yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. I have, I'll have to look at that. I haven't seen that. Well, cool. Well, I think that is a great amount of information. Hopefully we have elucidated some information for you. Just number one, really making you aware again of how important water intake is. Um, but it's not just about the quantity, it's quality, it's getting these minerals in. Mm. And so if you, you know, you do have a water goal in the new year, start bringing in some of these um, electrolytes or other nutritious Mm. fluids as we discuss them. Um, Eat more hydrating foods so you don't have hard dry poop. Um, And also, you know, consider, start thinking about Um, the quality and what kind of filter you're using. And these are a lot of things. And, you know, it's not like either one of us just one day magically changed all of the way we drink water. I mean, it's always a process. That was like the last thing I changed. I was like, oh, I guess I have to do this now because I did everything else. Boo. Yeah, I know. And and that's the thing. It's like it's one of the the last things people change because it's so boring. I mean, like water is so boring. But it's – but again, it's – It doesn't feel fun to buy like a water Totally. It doesn't feel fun. Or an air filter. That's the other boring thing. You're like, oh, I have to buy an air filter? 
I feel this way. This is totally non-related. I can't believe I shouldn't even say this. It's kind of half like about buying like underwear. Like I don't want. I mean, I, and anyway. I know it's it's just boring. It's like why does it's it have boring. to be like that? I don't. I know it's just another necessity. It's like the first time I ever had to buy paper towels. I was like, I have to pay my my money for this. I don't want to buy have to buy toilet paper or paper towels. So boring. But so in, boring. In, in the case of the water stuff, it will actually help y'all. Yes, and again, because your body's mostly made of water, it really should be a first, um, a first kind of change rather Which than a last I will, change. I will kind of give one last little thing is that in our school, this is our school program. If anyone's not aware, if you've been living under a rock of some sort, um, bless you. Um, we still love you, but we are doing <laughs> the School of Christian Health and Nutrition. We start. Um, the first Monday in February, and we're really excited about it. But the second module actually is water. So we're doing it in the order of creation. So light, water. And so we're going through everything from, from that angle and that perspective and understanding how essential it is the way the Lord designed us. Um, and that's why we decided to chat about it on the podcast today because it's so important, but yet something people think is boring and changes the last the last second like we did. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, in that module, I think it's pretty cool that you're going through um, kind of the blood chemistry of it, introducing yep. mm-hmm. different blood markers to look at so you can kind of customize which absolutely which electrolytes would be better um, based on your blood markers. And so pretty cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So if anybody is interested, um, you can go to the School of Christian Health or christiannutritionschool.com actually and find some information but um, registration is still open yes can't wait to meet all of our awesome students that we already have signed up it's going to be amazing and thank you for having me on today chelsea it was such a pleasure chatting with you as always yes thank you for coming and um giving us all this good information and thank you everybody for listening i hope you have a healthy and blessed week and i will talk to you soon Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.